there! Thanks for listening to the Elevate Christian Church podcast. We exist as a church to connect people with God and each other. Today's message comes to us from our lead minister and preacher, Kevin Barton. We hope this inspires you, grows you, and challenges you in your faith and your walk with Jesus. Enjoy! We'll be reading Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. It says this, And a leper came to him, came to Jesus, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. So this leper has a lot of confidence in Jesus. Moved with pity, he, this is Jesus, stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer your cleansing, what Moses commanded for proof to them. But he went out and he began to talk freely about it. And he spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places. And people were coming to him from every quarter. Pray with me. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Lord, as we navigate uh, through this text this morning, um, I, I pray we see a couple of things. One, I, I pray that we see that um, before we came to you, we were in a pretty sick state with our sin. I pray that we also see that you had compassion on us, just like you have compassion on the, on the man in this story. And Lord, so may we in turn, as, as I've already said, may we in turn be people of compassion um, for our community here in Paulding County. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. I don't know how, uh, how many of you have cable television or, or have the network AMC, uh, but AMC just wrapped up one of their biggest television shows in the history of that network. It had an 11-year run. It was a show uh, called The Walking Dead. Now, if you're not familiar with the show, I'm an expert on it. Um, it, it the Walking Dead is about a zomb- life after, during and after a zombie apocalypse, right? So somewhere, some somehow some virus mutated, right? And we all turned to zombies. And these people are trying to survive not only the zombies, but survive each other. Um, And so I've always, when I watch that show, I want to show you a picture of of the makeup job on some of the zombies here. Um, I've always thought that the the makeup artists, whoever's involved, should win every award every year because they do a really good job. Because here's what they're doing. They're making these people look like they should be dead. However, they're up and they're walking around because they're, they're zombies. Now, uh, newsflash, just in case you didn't know, real zombies don't exist. But in the ministry of Jesus, he encounters people from time to time that have this horrific disease known as leprosy. This disease was so horrible and so heinous that people who had it were actually referred to as walking dead men. The first century historian Josephus wrote about lepers this, lepers were treated 
as if they were living dead men or walking corpses. You see, in biblical times, when you contracted, when or if you contracted leprosy, it was a death sentence. Unless there was a miracle performed, you were assured a long, painful, slow death. And so the direction that I want to kind of take us in this morning is this. In a, in a very spiritual sense, this is what sin does to us, left unchecked. It's like leprosy. It slowly kills us from the inside out. It slowly takes over our lives. It slowly consumes us and changes us to the core. And so in the Bible, leprosy is mentioned a lot. And the main reason you hear about it talked about so much in the Bible is because it's a graphic illustration of the destructive power of sin and of the debilitating influence of sin in a person's life. And so with that in mind, we're going to dive into the text and we're going to swim around this morning. I, I, I want you to notice four things. And, and the first thing I want you to notice is this. I want you to notice the condition of the leper. Look at verse 40. And a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling and said to him, if you will, make me clean. So the, the leper was desperate. And leprosy was a desperate disease. Life was hard on a leper in biblical times. The book of Leviticus, which is an Old Testament book, it's a, you know, we, we, when we start reading the Bible, we, we usually start in Genesis. We get half through Exodus. We get through Numbers. And we're like, man, this is getting rough. And then we get to Leviticus. We're like, all right. I'm going to the New Testament, right? Because it's a hard book to understand. It's all these Levitical laws for the nation of Israel. Well, in Leviticus chapters 13 and 14, uh, both chapters talk all about how to deal with a, a leprous person. And I just want you to see how difficult life was for them. We're going to drop down into Leviticus 13. I'm going to pick up in verse 44. It says this, He is a leprous man. He is unclean. The priest must pronounce him unclean. His disease is on his head. The leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes. So if you had leprosy, by law, you had to rip your clothes up. You had to tear your clothes. Okay, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And let the hair of his head hang loose. No, no head covering, no face covering. You, you, you weren't allowed to wear any of that. He shall cover his upper lip. Some of your translations are going to say his mustache. So you're putting your hand right here. All right. He shall cover his upper lip and cry out, unclean, unclean. He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. Now, here's the problem with the disease. Unless you had a prophet or Jesus heal you, you were always going to have the disease. So you were always going to be unclean. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling place shall be outside of the camp. Or some of your translations are going to say he has to live outside of the city uh, in, in the elements. So life is very difficult for the leper. First, it says you have to tear your clothes. In other words, you've got to rip your clothes to shreds. And the reason by law you had to do that is so that people who didn't have leprosy could see you from a long way off and say, look, see that guy, see that girl, those clothes that are ripped up? We've got to steer clear of them. They, they've got this, this horrible disease. So you had to rip your clothes. 
You weren't allowed to cover your head or face, which was very common in those days and still is in that uh, region of the country. The reason you weren't allowed to cover your face or your head, that's where leprosy started. So it was another indication to say, hey, we've got to stay away from this person. But if a person started to venture towards you, by law, you had to cover your mouth. So they didn't have, you know, like uh, masks. So you use, this was your mask, right? And you had to cover your mouth and warn them, hey, I'm unclean, I've got leprosy. History tells us that the leper was not permitted within 150 feet of a person, including his or her own family. Now just for a minute, stop and think about the ramifications of this. We're not even talking physically yet. You've got this disease, you're religiously cut off. You can't go to church, you can't go to the synagogue and worship, you certainly can't go to the temple for Passover or any of the annual sacrifices. So you have no church family. You're cut off from your home. You can't live there. Your family can't come with you. You've got to to leave. And so you have no church family. You don't have your family. You're cut off from work. You're not able to provide to make money to support yourself and your family. You're, You're cut off from people. You're forced to live alone out by the gate. And life for the leper was simply this. They were relegated by but to sitting by city gates, and when people went in and out, they would yell for money. They would beg for food. That was the life of the leper. Couldn't go to church, couldn't go to work, couldn't go to the market, couldn't see your family. Forced to stand outside and beg for scraps of food. Now Luke also writes about the, the event we just read, as did Mark. And I want to, Luke gives us one detail I want to fill you in on. So Luke 5, 12 tells us this about the leper. While he, Jesus, was in one of the cities, there was a man, now don't miss this, full of leprosy. Okay, so this wasn't the beginning stages. This was full-blown leprosy. It was very visible. He had it bad, right? So just real quickly, let me tell you about the disease of leprosy uh, physically. So it usually started with a a pink patch on your skin. Usually, not always, it starts right around your, your eyebrow here, all right? And then it begins to spread over your whole face and then eventually your whole body. Um, You lose your eyelashes and your eyebrows pretty quickly. Um, It it compromises your bone structure, so your teeth fall out. Um, Your your skin begins to swell up. You begin to get these tumors all over your body. Uh, Your your fingers and your toes begin to resorb. Your your bone uh, begin to really dissolve inside of yourself, and so you'll lose your fingers and your toes, your ears. Your nose will fall off if you live long enough. It attacks your whole body. Um, It attacks your eyes. Most lepers in the final stages go blind. Um, It it causes an attack on your internal organs, your nervous system. It causes uh, sterility. Uh, And it it was a horrendous disease. I want to show you a picture of a a modern-day leper. This is a man who has advanced stages uh, of, of leprosy. Now, I show you this for this reason, this is probably the condition of the man who came to Jesus. You understand how desperate he would be? He just, he just wants to be cleansed. 
But I also want you to understand this, spiritually speaking, this was our condition. This is what we looked like. We were lost in our sins. We were wandering dead men and dead women. We were chained. We were ruled by death. And it wasn't until Jesus broke us free that we were, we were uh, cleansed from this disease. So spiritually, before we were saved, we were sick and, and, and looked much like the man on the screen here. So, so real quickly, <clears throat> I, I, I want to make a comparison before we move on to the next point. Leprosy in the Bible is a type of sin. It, when you read about it, it is, it is giving you a metaphor for sin. And so I want to just compare a, a couple of things real quickly. The disease of leprosy was an inward disease. It's an airborne pathogen. You inhale a fragment of a sneeze or something, and it develops inside of you. It's an inward disease. And when you have it at first, you don't know you have it. It's not until you start developing uh, symptoms. So it starts from the inside. Think about our sins. Where do, where do they start? They start in here or in here. They start from our own desires, the desires that we have from within. And for a while, we can keep our sins hidden, right? But eventually, they catch up to us and we're exposed. Second comparison is that leprosy was this loathsome disease. I mean, it was destroying your nervous system, rotting your flesh from the inside out. Pieces of your body are literally falling off. There's a smell associated with lepers because their flesh was rotting. One historian wrote that lepers smelled so bad, sometimes they couldn't stand the smell of each other. And so you had these leper colonies, but a lot of times lepers couldn't stand the smell of other lepers, so they would leave and choose to live alone. The disease also attacked the larynx. So the leper's voice acquired this grating quality. If you've ever watched The Walking Dead and you've kind of heard how the zombies moan and groan, that's how a leper kind of sounds because their vocal cords are being attacked. So one can now not only see, feel, and smell the leper, you could hear their rasping voice. It was this loathsome disease that just festered. Well, friends, that's exactly what the Bible tells us that sin does to us if it's left unchecked. It will just fester and consume us. Look at Psalm 38, 5. He says, my wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. Leprosy was also a spreading disease. So it started here and it spread throughout the whole body and it got worse and worse and worse as it spread. That's exactly what sin does, yeah? Look what James writes, James 1, 14 and 15. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So it starts within. Then the desire, when it's conceived, gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it begins to grow. It brings forth death. And the last comparison is this. The leprous person couldn't cleanse themselves. They couldn't cure themselves. And we can't cure our own sin sickness. We need the great physician, Jesus Christ. So that's the condition of the leper. And that was also our condition before we met Jesus Christ. Let's move into point number two, which is the touch of the Savior. I want you to see this, verse 41. Moved with pity, 
Jesus stretched his hand out, touched him and said, I, I will be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was made clean. That, I want you to focus in on that, that phrase, moved with pity. That's the word that we looked at last week in the Greek for compassion. That means your inward parts. Whenever you see Jesus moved with uh, love and compassion, it's, it's this word. It's kind of this in your gut, the adrenaline. It's not just, oh, I feel sorry for that person. It's I am moved. I can feel it in my being. I want to do something uh, for that person. Uh, look at Mark 1.4 uh, in the New American Standard. It uses uh, a different word. Moved with compassion. Jesus reached out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. So, so, so real, real quickly, just a couple of things to point out. First, I want you to notice that Jesus touched him. You know what you weren't allowed to do in those times when a person had leprosy? You weren't allowed to touch him. You were supposed to stay 150 feet away from them. So this man trying to get to Jesus is committing a crime to begin with, but then Jesus reaches out and touches him. Now, what that tells me is this, no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what baggage you have in your life, no matter how bad you think you are, no matter how hideous you think your sin is, no matter how much you think that the Lord can't love you fully, that's all a lie. He will meet you where you are, no matter what your condition is. He is there to put his hands on you because he wants to save you. Now, notice two things. Jesus says, I am willing. He is always willing to forgive you. He knows what sin does to our souls. He knows that it's eating us from the inside out. And when we are ready, he is willing to heal us. And then the second thing I want you to notice, just in passing, is how quickly the man was healed. Immediately, the leprosy left him. You see, I think some people think when they get saved, they're not really saved. Well, I'm kind of saved, but I've got to work on all of these things first. Now, now listen, when Jesus' power washes your soul, you're saved. He knows your baggage. He knows your history. He knows your attitude. He knows your personality. He knows your shortcomings, but he is willing to immediately cleanse you of your sins. So you've got the the condition of the leper, the touch of the Savior. Now I want to look at something that we may not be super familiar with. It's called the pronouncement of the priest. Look what Jesus says. First of all, he says, hey, don't say anything to anyone because Jesus knew what would happen. If, if, he, if this man who was a leper is healed, word's going to get out quick, and then Jesus is just going to get bum rushed. He says, keep it quiet. But the guy doesn't keep it. He says, keep it quiet. Go show yourself to the priest. And offer, your, offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded. There's, a, there's um, protocol for the leper, for proof to them. So he says, say nothing. I don't want you to attract a crowd, but I want you to go to the priest. Now, we may not understand this because, you know, we didn't grow up in that culture, but this was a Jewish man, and he, and he knew exactly what Jesus was talking about here, especially when Jesus says, offer your cleansing what Moses commanded. So real quick, and if you want to stand up and stretch for a minute, you can. I'm going to take you back into a boring, hopefully it's not, but an Old Testament history here uh, on leprosy, and this is from Leviticus 13 and 14. 
Uh, leprosy was in the Old Testament as well. In fact, uh, scientists have traced leprosy back to ancient mummies in Egypt. Uh, and this is all conjecture. Some people believe that leprosy came from Egypt and they, they brought it with them. Nobody knows that, but it has been around for a long time. And in the Old Testament, they were given a prescription. When the leper was thought to be cleansed, there was a process that he or she went through, a process of examination and offering and sacrifices. So, so real quick, the first thing, I, Jesus is upholding the law here. He's just telling, listen, I've cleansed you, but you still have to follow the law. And we know that Jesus upheld the moral law, but he is also upholding what we would call the medical law. The health part of the law, which protected the nation of Israel from contagious diseases. And so he's telling this man, you've got to follow this prescription. You've, you've got to present yourself to the priest first, because the priests in Israel were the health officials of the nation. They were the CDC of the day, okay? So this ritual is very interesting, and here's how, here's how it goes. And you can read all of this in Leviticus 14. First, the priest has to, or first the leper has to meet with the priest. But there's a problem. And the problem is he's not yet been pronounced clean. So he's not allowed to go back into the city. He's not allowed to go in the synagogue or if he's in Jerusalem. He's not allowed to go to the temple. So he has to go to the gate, Right? And then the priest has to come to him. The priest has to come to, to minister to him or her. Listen, this is exactly what Jesus did for us, right? For the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. Jesus, did, he, had a, he only had a three-year ministry, three-and-a-half-year ministry. Jesus did not spend his entire three years hanging out in Jerusalem by the temple, hanging out with church people. No, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. He is a friend of tax collectors and sinners. He's compared to a doctor that, that has patience. He is compared to the great physician, and the great physician makes house calls. He comes to sinners right where they are, just like the priest had to come out to the leper. So in the case of the Jewish leper, the priest went out to investigate to determine if the, the victim was indeed cleansed. And we know that Jesus comes to us that he might cleanse us from our sickness. And then you have this strange offering the leper had to go through. Let me, let me just real briefly explain to you. He had to have a clay pot, like a big clay jar, okay? And you had to have two birds. You had to have some cedar, some cedar wood, and you had to have a hyssop branch, you would take one of the birds and you would kill it over the jar. You would sacrifice it. And then you would run water so the water and the blood would go into the jar with the hyssop branch and all that's in there. Okay. And then the second bird, the live bird, they would take a scarlet thread and they would tie around its neck. They would take the live bird and they would dip it into the water, into the clay water, into the blood in the water, pull it out, and then they would release the live bird into the heavens and set it free. Now, I don't know if you see it here, but this is a beautiful picture of Jesus Christ. This ceremony pictures to us what Christ did to save the world. Think about it. Birds don't belong in clay pots, do they? 
They belong in the sky. They belong in the heavens. Jesus came down from the heavens to be a man. As it were, he put himself in a clay pot, a breakable human body that he might die for our sins. And when this blood-stained bird, living bird is turned loose, it's a picture of our Lord and Savior's resurrection. Because the resurrection of Jesus Christ is as much part of the gospel as his death. Hear me. Only a living Savior can save dead sinners. And so the blood of the bird was sacrificed in the jar with the living bird. But then after the living bird was released, the priest would then take the hyssop branch out of the jar. It's got water and blood on it. And he would sprinkle the leper seven times. Man, this, if that's not Hebrews 9.22, I don't know what is. Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for our sins. After this, the leper would go take a bath, wash his or her body, and then the priest would pronounce them clean. And that is the exact picture of what Jesus Christ does for us. Look at Hebrews 10, picking up in verse 18. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any, sacri- or any offerings for sin. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened us through the house of God. It's talking about tearing the temple curtain down so now we can just go to the throne room of God. We don't have to have a priest to, to uh, you know, translate our prayers to God. We can just talk to God. Um, this is what we're talking about. But look at verse 20. Here's the money verse. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean, just like the priest sprinkling the leper, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, just like the leper. Romans 6 is talking about being buried with Christ and rising to walk a new life. Now, how did the victim know he, he or she was clean? The only way they knew it was this. The priest had to pronounce them clean. How do we know that we're clean? We're clean because our heavenly Father pronounces us clean. Now, one thing I want you to understand just in passing, no matter how people felt about the leper, right? When, when he went back into town, no matter how they felt about him, no matter how, what they said about him, no matter how they remembered his past condition, he was clean. And when God says you're clean, you're clean. When God says you're forgiven, you're forgiven. And so we need to understand that when you're saved, you're going to mess up. You're still going to sin. We're still going to struggle. But God doesn't expect us to walk around looking over our shoulder every 30 seconds. Am I still in? Am I still in? Am I still in? No, if you pray for forgiveness, he is faithful and just to forgive you. Number four. Look at verse 45. This is my last point. This is an interesting verse. This is where Jesus trades places with the leper. But he went out, the leper went out, he ignored what Jesus said. He, he, he didn't keep his mouth shut. He just, just, just didn't go to the priest and say, hey, I had leprosy, I'm clean. He was telling everybody on his way. And to spread the news, 
So don't miss this, that Jesus could no longer, we miss this, openly enter a town. But this is Jesus now, was in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. You see, Jesus trades places with the leper. He exchanges places with him. Think about how the story started. The leper was in the wilderness. The leper was in isolation. He was outside of the city. But after his encounter with Jesus, he was able to be pronounced clean, and he was able to go back and mingle in the city. But when the story started, Jesus was in the city uh, ministering. But after he healed the leper, he wasn't able to go back into town. So in a very literal sense, Jesus trades places with the leper. And I want you to understand, this is a metaphor in closing for what he did for us on the cross. We are the spiritual lepers who lived in alienation and isolation from God. When we met him, we were brought into the presence of the kingdom of God. But the only way we could be taken from our isolation and brought into the presence of God is if he left the presence of God and came down here to desolate places and to be isolated alone. Isn't that how he died? Alone? hanging on a cross, and then he said these words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's because Jesus took our place on the cross so that we could be in the family of God. So you have here in this one little healing, Mark uses language that really irresistibly draws us to the fact that Jesus not only takes the place of the leper in the story, but Jesus takes the place of us, the sinner. When we came to God looking, can we put that leprous man back up? And I don't do this to embarrass this guy or anything. Spiritually speaking, when we came to God, this is what we looked like. We were, we were dying from the inside out, not physically but our souls. And Jesus said, listen, I'm going to trade places with you. I'm, I'm going to take this disease of sin away. And not only am I going to take it away from you, I'm also going to absorb the punishment that was reserved for you. Because God is a God of love, but perfect love, you have to be just. But God's not going to take his wrath out on you. I'm going to trade places with you. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast today. If you'd like to learn more about Elevate or partner with us in what God is doing here, check out our website at elevatecc.com. Until next time, God bless you and thanks again.